Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jingle bells, jingle bells, stay the hell away. Batman smells, Batman smells, Batman really smells. Wait, you? You're here? As in listening to this podcast episode on... Well, this is a surprise, dear listener, but... I mean, what are you doing here? You do realise that this is Christmas Day, right? I didn't get that wrong, it's... No, no, no! This is Christmas Day. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be here. He might, he might hear you. Yeah, you should be with your family, eating sprouts and pretending not to be disappointed by socks and deodorant, getting drunk on lager and wine and Christmas pudding. So, come on now, quickly, press pause, take out the headphones, go and open some presents and drink some books, fizz, and be on with your. Oh God. Oh no, this isn't good. This is exactly what I didn't want to happen. I'm very sorry, dear listener, but it's it's too late. You're stuck now. If you're still here and you can you can hear him, that means that he can hear you. Oh god. If you look behind you, yeah, see that? There between the the Hawk and Cleaver office desks and the Hawk and Cleaver office water cooler. Yeah. No, a bit lower than that. That's it. That sludgy looking hole in the wall. That's the chimney. See, it's not there for the rest of the year, but every Christmas it opens up like a wound in the wall. And then out slips the big bad Santa man. He'll climb out of it 
moist and red-cheeked and he'll... Well, he'll be hungry, let's say. So I hope you got everything you ever wanted. Not just in Christmas, but in life, because today... Well, let's not dwell on it, eh? Let's, let's pass the time and, and tell a story or two. See, I've got a stock in here full of small flash fiction stories. So let's reach in here and... Uh, no, that's an orange. Hang on. Let's keep reaching. That's an electric toothbrush. Ah, here's one. The Colours of Christmas. Written by Grant Longstaff. The sound came from the Christmas tree. A quiet tinkling like ice cubes splitting when drowned in warm whiskey. Lee muted the TV, silencing the New Year fireworks over Big Ben and turned to the fake fur. It was a glorious thing. The tree had been Kyle's domain. Kyle had the patience to make sure each twinkling light was evenly spaced, took care to hang each decoration in perfect contrast to those around him. The noise again. Lee stared into the plastic pine as the lights dimmed, brightened again. Kyle was crying, the shining lines of his tears caught in the rainbow glow. You're telling me this now, on Christmas morning, Kyle sobbed. You know how cruel that is. The this was Lee's affair. The this was asking Kyle to leave. Later, as Kyle stood on the doorstep with his stuff in a sports bag, he asked Lee. Are you even sorry? No, Lee said. Kyle vanished into the snow. Later he vanished into the icy, rushing water below Hawk Bridge. The noise, like tiny nails scraped through frost, brought Lee back to the present. Near the top of the tree, the decoration twitched, a large orb of bluish glass, the first decoration Lee and Kyle bought together. Lee leaned closer to the sound. He heard rushing water, a distant, heartbroken scream. The bauble burst. Fine glass punctured Lee's face, stabbed his throat, sliced into his eyes. He opened his mouth to scream, but glittery slivers bit his tongue, the inside of his cheeks. The torrent of shining shards continued to pour into Lee, and as he choked on his own blood and pieces of the bauble, the colours of Christmas faded into nothing. Not long now, dear listener. Let's keep going. Here, here's another story. The Wooden Doll, written by Matt Michelli and narrated by Erica Ventura. Mary Ann smiled up at her mom, clutching what she thought was the last gift to be opened. A plush, rainbow-colored stuffy with big, round eyes a combination of both pillow and unicorn. Susan looked at her daughter, who was probably too old for stuffed animals. You like it? Aww, Marianne said while grinning. I love it. It's so soft. I love it all. You're a hard one to shop for now that you think you're so cool. 
Susan smiled and started working on the piles of wrapping debris loosely strewn about the floor before she felt her daughter's arms wrap around her. Thank you, Mom. Marianne reached down to grab her few gifts. Christmases were different without Dad, especially on one income, but she knew how hard her mom worked for this. Something caught her eye deep within the tinsel and gold. She moved the torn wrapper from atop a small box located by the base of the tree. It was in a different wrapping than the other gifts. What is this? She shook it, something tapping against the sides of the box. Susan turned and cocked her head, her eyes squinting in thought. I... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Marianne tore into the wrapping and opened the box, housing a small wooden doll. She grabbed the doll, examining it. What is this, Mom? It's got to be a hundred years old. Susan shook her head. I seriously don't know. It's not from me. Okay, Mom. She eyed her mom skeptically, waiting for her to break the act. I guess it's from Santa then. Is it warm in here? Susan began fanning herself. Nice try changing the subject, Mom. But no, it feels fine. Susan looked a little frazzled and sickly, sweat beating on her forehead, turning this way and that way in confusion. Mom, are you okay? Susan didn't respond, only struggled to breathe and stared off. Mom, Mom! Susan finally looked at Marianne, but something was off. Her mom's eyes were wide and frightened, wild and inhuman. Marianne took an instinctual step back. Then Susan took a step toward her, her eyes now dead set on her daughter's, and brought her hands up around Mary Ann's neck. She squeezed. Mary Ann tried prying her mom's hands from her neck, but her mother only squeezed harder and harder, constricting tighter and tighter. She gagged and wanted to say, please, mom, please stop, but no words came. She wanted to say, I love you, Mom. I love you. But the words never surfaced. A black circle began expanding above her before everything went dark and the world went quiet. Next year, as it has for hundreds of years, the wooden doll will rest in a little box hidden deep within the tinsel and gold, carrying with it the hatred and rage from its creator ready to be opened by whichever oh-so-unfortunate family it deems worthy of having their lives destroyed. Here, would you like a party cracker? Yeah, don't, don't turn around, don't, don't worry about that noise. Here, here's a party cracker. Let's put one together, eh? Come on, pull. Whoa! Okay. Uh, oh, here's a joke here. I'll read it. Uh, it says... Oh. 
It just says, Santa is hungry for cookie. Hmm. Okay. Here. One more story for the road, eh? For old times. This story is called The Christmas Gnome. Written by Elisa Rose and narrated by Georgia Cook. Last Christmas Eve, Mama refused to put butter on the Tompter's porridge. On Christmas Day, I found our best cow slaughtered, her belly split pink and her guts spilled in twisted red ropes across the hay. Mama dismissed it, but Lucas and I knew the truth. Lucas had spied the gnome, smaller than he, but withered and bearded. The little man crept through the garden, clambering around the desiccated pumpkin vines, tiptoeing across the yard to the front door, dipped his bony spindle finger into the still hot porridge, licked the mush, and hissed out a puff of fog into the frosty night. Lucas had watched him disappear into the barn, heard the cow's ruined bellows, and ducked his head back from the window in fear. Mama beat Lucas purple when he screeched about the tomptair and our poor cow, as if he had been the one to cut her up. That year, we had no milk, no cheese, no butter. I often sneaked half my breakfast, egg and all, to Lucas, but I watched his already skinny little boy arms grow slimmer over the summer and through the fall. This year, we would have butter for the tomter, lest, in his revenge, he cut up our chickens, or something worse. This year would be different. Christmas Eve and snow dusted the ground, crunching beneath my boots as I hurried down the road. With all my power, I had persuaded the neighbour to give me an oversized cut of butter. I told him it was for me, but I dared not take even a spoonful when my stomach growled at the creamy yellow in the cup. "'Where did you get that, Masha?' Mama snarled. "'From Jonah.' I stood defiant. I watched her upper lip curl in disgust, but I held my ground and passed the butter to Lucas. Mama tossed her head and rolled her eyes, but she left us to conspire. "'The whole thing?' Lucas asked. "'The whole thing,' I told him. "'I don't want to take any risks.' He scooped the butter onto the porridge, scraping the sides of the cup to get every delicious bit. There, he declared, setting the bowl in the coal just outside the front door. The oats emitted a delectable column of steam. We licked our lips. Beneath my blanket late that night, I strained my ears to listen for sounds of the tomter beneath the wind. I could still feel the rich scent of butter clinging to my nostrils. Then, a scream. Down the hall, out the door, into the snow. Lucas! I shouted for him. Lucas! He stood, too thin, over the bowl of porridge and our mother's slumped form. Lucas, I said. She ate it, he whimpered, gesturing towards the bowl with the tip of his knife. There was no butter for the tomter. The thick white porridge had been splashed with Mama's blood. That's good enough, I told Lucas. Leave the knife and come inside. Next year, there will be butter. Well, there we go. It's been fun, hasn't it? Nice little Christmas, Christmas Day episode, eh? 
Just me and you, dear listener. I guess this is it. I guess this year the the cookie is you. Merry Christmas, dear listener. And a happy new... Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Other Stories. The Colours of Christmas was written by Grant Longstaff and narrated by Luke Condor. The Wooden Doll was written by Matt Michelli and narrated by Erica Ventura. The Christmas Gnome was written by Lisa Rose and narrated by Georgia Cook. Today's episode was edited by Duncan Muggleton with music by Duncan Muggleton. The episode illustration provided by Christina Pialova. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And a thanks to Ben Arrington for his ongoing explosion of content he fires out of his social media canon. You can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. That will help keep us going and you will get access to exclusive episodes and bonus content and you'll get the regular episodes a week early every single week. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, ho ho. Until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.